Welcome to the Dog Training Audio Experience. I'm your host, Erica Gonzalez. I'm a certified dog trainer and behavior consultant and founder of From Dust Till Dog LLC. Now let's get into the podcast. Hey guys, what's going on? Thank you so much for joining me on episode two of the Dog Training Audio Experience. And I am super excited for today's topic. It is one I geek out about all the time, and that is mental stimulation. Now, before I go into all of my recommendations, I want to help you guys understand mental stimulation. What is it? Why do we need to do it? And how can we provide it to our dogs? So first, let's go over what is it? What the hell is mental stimulation? Um, When I talk about this to some clients, they look at me like, what? And then I explain it and they're like, oh, that's cool. I'd love to do that. And some people are already doing it and they don't really even know that they're providing mental stimulation for their dogs. So what is it? To keep it simple, I would basically equate it to a human reading a book, watching a movie, doing a crossword puzzle, um, playing an app on their phone or a game on their phone, or playing video games, which we just got the Nintendo Switch and I've been playing Mario Kart, and the little girl in me is thrilled. Anyway, I digress. So, um, So it's just basically like giving your dog mental enrichment, stimulating their brain, stimulating their mind, letting them figure it out, and stuff of that nature. So, That's essentially what it is. And then let's talk about why do we need to do it? Why is it important, right? So I find that it's important because most dogs that are living in our home are lacking extra stimulation. So basically if we're walking them, that's wonderful. And then they're kind of laying around the house and maybe we play a little fetch or maybe we throw a toy for a minute or two. But with humans being as busy as we are, dogs are just sometimes not getting the level of enrichment that they really need or should be getting or would like to get. So I would basically say that we need to do it because our dogs deserve it. (laughs) All right, so now that we know what it is and we have our reasons of why we need to do it, you might be asking yourself, well, how can I provide it? How can I give my dog all this mental stimulation? Well, guys, you are in luck because I came fully prepared to give you all of my little tips and tricks on how to provide this with your dog. A great place to start and one of the easiest places to start, in my opinion, for most people is to think about new ways that you can feed your dog their meals. So if you feed your dog dry food or kibble, this is these are the best options for you. Most people are going to feed their dogs out of a traditional dog bowl. I try to implore people, and especially my clients, to do their best to ditch the bowl, right? I think there's even a hashtag for that somewhere, hashtag ditch the bowl. If there's not, we should totally start one. But anyway, um, (laughs) just try to, okay, try to think of it this way. 
you're going to be home to feed your dog. Somebody is going to be home every day to provide your dog their meals. So we're already taking that time aside to spend with our dogs and to feed them and to care for them, right? So instead of adding other times in the day, which you definitely want to do if you can, but if we're pressed for time, you don't have to add another part of your day to do this with your dog. You're already going to be there. You're already going to be getting food to provide for your dog. So let's figure out ways to use their meals for mental stimulation. A great way to do that is by using puzzle toys, mental stimulation toys, mental enrichment toys, food dispensing toys. And basically those are all fancy words for you put your dog's food in a different type of vessel that makes them work for it to get the food versus it's just in an open bowl and they stick their face in there and in 35 seconds it's gone. So if you go on Amazon or online or wherever you do your shopping for your dog, search any of those keywords I just listed out for you and you will find a ton of wonderful games and toys and vessels to put your dog's food in. I'm going to name a few of my favorites right now for you to also look up. So one of our favorites and one of the staples we've been using for years with our two dogs, Jade and Freddie, is the Kong Wobbler. The other one we use a lot that's a little bit more advanced than the Kong Wobbler is the Magic Mushroom. And some other good ones are the Buster Cube and A uh, snuffle mat is also a wonderful way of feeding your dog. And if you've ever looked at our Instagram or Instagram stories, I do tend to share the snuffle mat from time to time and our Pitbull Jade eating her food out of it or eating some treats out of it. The good news is if you don't feed your dog dry food, if you feed them wet food or raw or dehydrated food like we do, then uh, these toys might not be for kibble, but you can put some treats, a handful of small training treats or something your dog likes inside of these toys as well and still provide them that mental stimulation. Another great way to provide mental stimulation is by utilizing frozen chews. One of my favorite things, and this would kind of fall into a puzzle or frozen, I'm not sure where this falls into, but a licky mat is one of my favorite kinds. And that's just basically a silicone mat that you can spread anything pliable over it. So like pumpkin puree, sweet potato puree, peanut butter, wet dog food, yogurt, a mixture of those things, coconut oil, uh, whatever you think your dog might like. Or you can do what I've done and do like four or five different things on the licky mat and see what your dog likes best. You can find the licky mat online. And it's actually spelled L-I-C-K-I mat. That's a great one. Another one that's one of my all-time favorites is just a rubber Kong classic toy. They kind of look like those bubbly upside-down beehives, if you will. And it's basically just a rubber, a hard rubber toy that is hollow in the inside that you can stuff it. So pretty much any rubber toy that has a hole in it that you can stuff food in there, do so. I stuff Kongs with pretty much everything I just listed you can do on the licky mat. 
but I'll usually put some hard food or treats or biscuit pieces at the bottom, more narrow part of the Kong, and then pack the other half or three quarters with the peanut butter or wet dog food or yogurt or what have you that you want to put in there. And then I freeze them. So that way it buys you extra time for your dog to get through it and hence extra mental stimulation. Lastly, I really love kind of restuffing marrow bones. Um, there's different kind of bones, but basically the ones that I like for my dogs, again, every dog's different. Be careful, monitor them, supervise them, make sure it's safe. But I like buying those almost pearly white bones that sometimes come pre-stuffed already with something. They're almost like saran wrapped. Um, they're just packaged, it looks like that. And they're usually in bins at the pet store. You can also buy these online. But I really like buying the ones that are not pre-stuffed. They're actually cheaper. And then I stuff them with some of the stuff I've already listed. And then I freeze those as well. So pretty much anything that you think you can either spread stuff onto it and freeze it or stuff stuff inside of it and freeze it, go ahead and do that and find cool ways to feed your dog some fun snacks or again, utilize their meal. Another great way to provide mental stimulation for your dog is with what we call destroy toys. And these are not only cheap, but pretty easy to find. One that I like to recommend is utilizing cardboard boxes. So if you order something online and instead of putting your box into the trash, hang on to that box and you could do things like scatter treats or scatter their dry food. If you feed your dog dry food, scatter that inside the box and then put some toys in there or, you know, anything that's safe. I know this is very individual to the dog, you know, monitor them, be careful, make sure that they're safe with it. But you can put, you know, tissue paper in there or just some of the like um, paper type of filler that they put in some of the boxes, depending on what you've ordered. Nonetheless, use your cardboard box, put some fun stuff in there, put some treats or kibble in there, close it up, put it in the middle of the room, and let your dog have at it. Let them rip it up, let them find the stuff in it, let them carry it around the house, whatever they want to do. And again, I know I've said this a several, several times during this podcast, but make sure you're monitoring, right? This is not for every dog. If your dog ingests things like this, do not utilize this method. But if your dog's fine with it, like my dogs, um, they just, they actually don't destroy the boxes, but they do find the stuff inside. So preferably if your dog destroys it, it'll be more draining and it'll also help them not chew up other stuff in your house if you're dealing with a dog that does that. So giving them outlets to have the fun to just be messy and rip stuff up is, is going to actually lessen the likelihood that they'll do it in other contexts. So try that out. The other really good one to utilize is water bottles or milk jugs or water jugs that are left over. So take the label off, take the top off, you know, take the water bottle, put your dog's kibble inside of it. As long as the kibble will come out of the top of the water bottle, you want to make sure it's the right size Um, or put some treats in there and you have a free basically puzzle toy or food dispensing toy. So that's great. And another one I really love to use is I save up a lot of our toilet paper rolls and our paper towel rolls and I hide treats inside of them and close off the edges and they kind of have to 
rip it open. It's like a little present. Or you can stand them up in a container or a box. Take that cardboard box, put the paper towel rolls or toilet paper rolls standing up inside of them, and then put a bunch of treats inside of that. So get creative, guys. You know, utilize these things that are freely available in your home that you're getting on a regular basis anyway, and let your dog have at it. Now, one of my favorite ways to provide mental stimulation for our dogs and what I recommend to everybody that has two seconds to talk to me about this or anyone listening to this podcast, I love decompression walks. Another word for this is called a sniffari. There's a big hashtag you can look up right now on Instagram or online, hashtag let them sniff. And I go over this with all of our clients and I try to educate the public on this. We need to get out of the traditional walk of what we think a traditional walk looks like. And I'm not saying you can never do a traditional walk with your dog, but I don't know if all of you know this, but for those of you who don't know this, dogs get all of their, most of their information, their first way of gaining information in their environment and kind of getting a sense of the of where they're at is through their nose. So their sense of smell is their number one first way of gaining information in their life. And I find that most people are looking at the walk as I have to walk in a straight line for one mile or I have to walk, you know, this block around and we go back home and we walk the same path every day if I even bring my dog out every day, right? So we need to make sure that not only are we getting outside with our dogs once a day at the least, that we are also allowing our dogs to utilize their sense of smell And here's an example. You're walking down the street. Your dog sniffs uh, something in the bush over there. They get to the bush. They sniff for a while. Most people will let their dog sniff for a second, but then before their dog's actually ready to move on with the walk, we're kind of tugging on the leash and, come on, let's go, and kind of moving them along. And we've not allowed that dog to fully get the information they were looking for out of the bush. Now, if you're late for an appointment, I totally understand, or late for work, right? But we really want to get out there and allow our dogs to take that in. So I will stand there awkwardly until either one of my dogs is completely done with the smell and the scent, and then we will move on, right? I let them kind of have the walk, guys. I let them explore. I let them sniff on everything and pee on everything. And obviously, within reason, I'm not letting them go up and, you know, pee on the neighbor's you know, flower bed or anything like that, but you want to let them do their thing. Let them be dogs, right? So I, I tell clients this, if you have 20 minutes and you're going on a walk, I rather you get a half a block down the street with, with allowing your dog to sniff whatever they would like to versus you take that 20 minutes and you're going for two miles or whatever, right? It's about quality, not quantity when it comes to those outings. Again, in my opinion and my experience working with dogs, I find that going on a walk like that is much more mentally enriching and actually much more draining to the dog than going for distance. Now, depending on the breed, all that stuff, I could go on and on and on and go off on different tangents with the walk thing. You know, if you have a husky, they probably want to run for a while and you do want to go distance. But again, 
You should allow times for your dog to sniff whatever they want and be a dog. Stop rushing them on the walk. When they want to stop and sniff a bush, let them do it. See how it feels. Take a deep breath, you know, slow yourself down too. I go on decompression walks not only for my dog, but secretly I go for me too because I need to decompress myself. So now, aside from that, a true decompression walk, in my opinion, is having your dog either completely off leash somewhere that is appropriate, allowed, and if your dog is able to be off leash, and if you're not in one of those contexts, then have a long line, which you've, if you follow us on Instagram or Facebook or any of our other social media pages, you will see me doing this quite often with Freddie and Jade, my two dogs. Um, and I will have them on a long line, you know, by 1, 20, 30, 40 feet, whatever you want. And I just let them, you know, I drop the leash and I have it there in case somebody runs into the park or something goes on or whatever. And so let them kind of move as they would like and they're just allowed to move around however they want. And I bring them to a local field or local park, somewhere safe that dogs are allowed and I let them kind of do their thing. They are much, much, much more drained from those types of walks or outings, if you will, than when I walk them on a five foot leash around the neighborhood in the traditional sense of a walk, right? So nonetheless, whether you can get out and do a decompression walk a couple times a week is great, along with your regular walks, but allow them to sniff a little bit more and everyone will be a little bit better off. Here are your two bonus tips. I don't know why I talk like that sometimes, but I get excited. So, all right, your two bonus tips for mental enrichment slash mental stimulation. One is having one-on-one training time with a human. Your dog needs it. Give it to them. Take five minutes out of your busy day and grab a handful of treats and go into your living room or wherever, in your yard, in your basement, I don't care if it's in your bedroom or a bathroom. Find a spot and work with your dog on something new. Teach him how to lie down. Teach him how to give you eye contact. Teach him how to do a spin. Teach him how to give you a paw. Teach him how to stay. I mean, there's a ton of cues that you guys can teach your dogs. Check out our page. I post a lot of videos of what we do with a lot of our clients' dogs. Check it out. Try it out, you know. Um... Hire a positive reinforcement trainer to show you how to do it if you're not sure. And, you know, just just taking one-on-one time with your dog and have them get really fun, good stuff from you, whether that's you engage in play or you give them some treats or whatnot, but teach them something new or work on something that they already know and advance it. Make it better. If they have an okay stay, then work on having distance with this day or duration with this day or adding distractions with this day but your dog needs to learn you know aside from all this other stuff it's fun to learn from their pet parents their humans in the house so taking that time is also mentally enriching in my opinion lastly one of my favorite little secrets is a flirt pole I know that sounds weird so bear with me look it up online don't be don't be scared flirt pole Um, It's basically a cat toy. If you've ever seen that like wand looking thing with a little tiny fluffy thing on the end that you can move around for a cat to chase. It is a doggy version of that and it is fantastic. My dogs love it. Jade loves it so much that 
it looks like she is going to literally die if I don't keep playing with her with it. Um, so look that up. They're pretty inexpensive. It's a great way to not only provide physical exercise, because this does fall into physical exercise as well, but it is something really kind of novel to most dogs because most people don't know about a flirt pole. So that's a great like new way of enriching your dog's life and also providing physical exercise. So that's really good. Try that out. On today's a little bit about me, I am obsessed with Nightmare Before Christmas and in particular Jack Skellington and his dog Zero. I have memorabilia, I guess you would call it, of so many different things. I have figurines, I have Christmas ornaments, I have a purse that's Nightmare Before Christmas, I have a dress, I have shirts galore, I have a hand-painted painting of, or drawing, I guess, an artist made um, a picture of all the three dogs from all the Tim Burton movies, so obviously I had to buy it. It's amazing. I will share it on social media at some point, but I'm obsessed with Nightmare Before Christmas and Jack Skellington. Sue me. For more tips, tricks, and cute dog pics, check us out on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Snapchat, or Pinterest at From Dusk Till Dog. And as they say, that's a wrap, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Your attention means the world to me. If you got any value from this, please like, subscribe, share, and leave me a review. After all, dog trainers need positive reinforcement too.